Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel again today. And we do not have good news coming out of Europe at the moment. In general, of course, we know this, but specifically today, the farmers in the Netherlands have lost the fight against both the Dutch government, the Netherlands, and against the European Union. The European Union really put a lot of pressure to quell this movement and the Netherlands put up a lot of money in order to buy out the Dutch farms and not only buy them out but make sure that these farmers can never do any farming ever again as part of the, the contract both in the Netherlands and the European Union. Now you'll probably recall that we've covered this topic in a lot of videos before and how anybody who even talked about the protests in a positive way were labeled as you know conspiracy theorists right-wing extremists and all the other labels climate deniers science deniers i mean you name the label that was what was given to the people which completely flies in the face of what is actually going on here which is that farmers are everyday good honest hard-working people that feed the country and not just when it comes to the Netherlands feeding the country, but in some parts feeding a lot of other countries as well. So let's look at what has actually happened then. But I've given you the summary already. This is really tragic news for the Dutch farmers who will be forced off their land up to 3,000 farmers. It will be a compulsory purchase order and they will have no choice. So let's look at the data then here today. So this comes from Farmers Weekly and it states the EU approves Dutch plan to forcibly close farms. The European Union has approved controversial plans for the Dutch government to forcibly buy out livestock farms as part of plans to cut nitrogen emissions. Two schemes with a total budget of 1.7 billion euros or 1.29 billion British pounds will be used to compensate farmers for the voluntary closure of their holdings. Now, it's quite interesting that it's called the voluntary closure because it's actually a sort of fictitious voluntary because if you don't do it, they will use a compulsory purchase order. About 3,000 small and medium-sized livestock farms near environmentally sensitive area will be eligible for the payments. Of course, this is nothing to do with the Tri-State City Network. If you haven't seen that video, this is the video I created on the 21st of December, 2022. It was actually quite a big video, 322,000 views on that video. And it was all about this Tri-State city, which was supposed to be a, a right-wing conspiracy, extremist theory, etc. you know, all the usual nonsense they say, even though there's a website and it's called tristate.nl. If you haven't seen that video, definitely, definitely find it and watch it on the channel because it explains the whole thing and what they're really doing. So this environmentally sensitive area is, um, is this exact area for the, the tri-state city. But we don't talk about that, so let's just uh, move on from that. I don't want another YouTube strike for spreading uh, misinformation. <laughs> so where do we get to? The schemes called LBV and LBV Plus can run until the 
27th of February 2028, farmers will be offered up to 120% of the market value of their company if they agree to close. And then here's the key line I want you to see here that I've highlighted in red. Farmers who decide to close their holdings must guarantee they will not start up livestock farming operations elsewhere in the Netherlands or within the EU. The Dutch coalition government says it must curb its nitrogen oxide and ammonia emissions by 50 percent by 2030. I mean, that is a staggering number, 50 percent to comply with EU greenhouse gas emission targets. It considers livestock farms as peak polluters and say their closure is necessary to meet the regulations. But the plans have triggered a huge backlash from farmers and caused a wave of farmer-led protests across the country. The Dutch public and prominent politicians and celebrities have also come out in strong support. Here we go, support of the farmers. Farmers Protest Party or the Farmers Citizen Movement led by former agriculture journalist Caroline van der Plas stunned Dutch politics in March by taking 17 seats in the provincial Senate elections making it by far the largest party. However, what did that actually achieve? Because this law has still gone through this compulsory purchase order which is what it is. They're calling it a voluntary purchase order. But it's very clear if you read the, the documentation that if these farmers don't accept it voluntarily, then the government will do a, a, a compulsory, that's what it says, a compulsory purchase order. This is another article then from the Irish Farmers Journal. And it talks about, we just highlight some of these lines, in some cases we'll have to ask farmers to stop farming. The environment cannot handle so many farmers. Another article then from BNN Bloomberg, Netherlands to buy out farmers amid pushback over nitrogen goals. Now this is quite interesting then. The government will acquire large nitrogen emitters as part of a voluntary and one-time offer, said Nitrogen Minister. I mean, is that even a real title? In a letter to the Parliament in The Hague, the Cabinet has set aside 24.3 billion euros to fund the transition. Is it really a transition or is it the bulldozing of farms? Um, that's the, the question I would ask you. The target designed to comply with EU rules on reducing nitrogen pollution prompted uproar among farmers shortly after it was presented in June. If implemented, this is last June 2022, if implemented the government's plan would require cuts. Let me just show you this number. Require cuts of as much as 90 5% in emissions in some provinces and see the livestock population in the Netherlands reduced by a third over, well, it's now six and a half years. Another interesting thing they don't really highlight is that the Netherlands is the second largest exporter of ag products with estimated exports of 104.7 billion euros. That's $111 billion as of 2021. And they say that cattle and fertilizers are key sources of nitrogen emissions. Another key point then is this line here. And that is that they've said that these nitrogen oxide emissions are illegal under EU law. So an actual law was passed to make it illegal. And that's one of the ways that the government is able to forcibly remove the farmers from their land because 
before they were protected, there was no law against what they were doing. But it's like a lot of things. As soon as you change the law and something becomes illegal, then the government can forcibly remove you. Again, here is the key word, forced buyouts will follow next year if the voluntary measures fail. It is there in black and white, you can see it right here. Government research report outlined a 30% livestock reduction by 2030. And again, this is the Dutch government one, but there's also an EU one, which also shows severe livestock reductions and policies to make it illegal to open any form of livestock farm or facility. Now, if you're scratching your head and saying, but wouldn't that reduce meat supply and the meat consumption? The answer is yes. Now, if you're a vegetarian or vegan watching, you're, you're probably very happy about this, but if you are a meat eater, then you're probably not overly happy at all because at the same time as they are reducing the meat supply, and this is happening in a lot of countries at the same time, by the way, they're actually starting to increase the supply of alternative things, you know, beyond meat and the insect factories and farms are growing at a fairly rapid scale at the moment. So what we're seeing is this, this complete change of not just our lifestyle, everything from transport with reduced air flights and increased taxes on airfare and the transition away from normal petrol and diesel vehicles towards electric vehicles and the reduction of energy supply at home and all these things that we're going through at the moment, this is just this huge movement, this huge great reset, which the keyword we're not meant to use on YouTube, but that's what it is. It's not a conspiracy. This is an actual fact. And we covered it in that previous video and went through all of the, the details and the plans on this. And actually we do have the WEF website, which is here. And uh, this is just an article that has only just come out. Our initiatives, the future of protein. Research suggests it's impossible using current production systems to increase the animal-based protein supply and still hit key climate targets. So that's really what they're saying. They're not saying it's impossible to increase the animal-based protein supply. They're saying it's impossible to do that and still hit the key climate targets. A few other things, the WEF, which is, um, you can see, well, there you go, there is impossible right away. But a few other things they're talking about at the moment. Have we reached the end of meat? Future of consumption. And again, it talks about by the end of 2027 and by 2030, this key date as well. In fact, let's have a look at this. So this is their model of food security here. There's quite a lot to go over, so I won't sort of bore you with some of this stuff, but I'm not sure why retail, consumer goods and lifestyle is part of food social justice how is this part of food exactly? Uh, banking and capital markets, that doesn't surprise me. Then down here we have agriculture, food and beverage, supply chains, future of work, global health, humanitarian action, cities and urbanization. Yeah, well, we know what's going on there. Again, you can actually go on to these and you can 
click on each one, it'll give you a lot of detail. And if you really dig deep, you can find all of the plans and what exactly they're putting out to the different governments with the United Nations that is being passed down to the citizens. Well, I've lost my place a little bit here. I go off tangent from time to time, but uh, let's continue with this line. It's seen as the last chance for an agriculture sector that emits, and it, here we go again. This is exactly what I talked about last week. An estimated 45% of greenhouse gases. How is that even possible? So they're saying that this does 45%. The airline industry, 70%. The cars, 40%, 45%. This is 50%. That's 20%. It doesn't make any sense the way they keep putting all of this together. I mean, you add it all up, it'll probably come to 10,000% with every single... Just this is one sector out of hundreds of sectors that they're targeting. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I just find it absolutely crazy that people see this and say, oh, look, 45%. And then they might see something the next week that says 70% of another industry. And they say, oh, yeah, 70%, that one. Oh, have you heard about cars? That's another 50%. You're like, do you, do you realize you're up to 200% already? <laughs> so what else is going on then? Well, this court ruling led to a temporary building stop and a 100 kilometer per hour limit on roads and made about 2,500 farms illegal at a stroke. A second state ruling this month said Dutch building projects needed, what on earth is this, nitrogen permission, putting government plans to build 900,000 desperately needed homes, wind farms, and vital infrastructure at a standstill. I mean, this is getting just absurd now. The reduction is going to happen, the party agriculture spokesman says, who believes the country must reduce numbers of pigs and chickens by 50% and graze cows on grass. I'm very hopeful now because it's not only voluntary anymore. The whole economy has come to a stop because of this nitrogen question. He uses the word question. We also have this article from DW.com and it talks about how neighboring Belgium which has the third highest EU livestock concentration and a major nitrogen problem as well, is watching the Netherlands closely. The government of the Dutch-speaking region Flanders wants to reduce numbers of pigs 30% by 2030 and is offering farmers 150 euros per pig and 850 euros per sow to buy them out. Again, it's obvious, look what they are doing there. Why would they be offering 855 euros per sow? It's because they don't want the farmers to breed further livestock. According to some estimates, such drastic shrinkage will lead to as many as 11,200 farms being forced to close down. Now, here's what they are not saying. This is from the World Bank, which is a very biased institution. So it's quite surprising that they have got the emission numbers on here for the Netherlands as what they are. So let's have a look. If we go back to the 90s, the emissions were 16,000. It was hovering around 16,000. And then it sort of dropped all the way down to 12, went back up a little bit. But look what happened in 2007. These emissions dropped off a cliff. And if you look at where it is today, it's at 8,000. Now compare 8,000 to 16,000, it's already down 50%, but they don't ever say things like this. Now, this is another chart I wanna show you, which I think is really crucial to give context to this whole thing. So 
when they talk about nitrogen, what they're really talking about is nitrous oxide, which is what is created. That is the gas that comes off of nitrogen. So if we have a look at this chart then, or this world map, we can see that the biggest producers of this nitrogen oxide are quite clear. It is China, it is India, it is Brazil, US and Mexico. Right, so you just look at these numbers a second. So that's 460 million tons. Okay, so just to give you context here, China, 460 million tons. We've got to really zoom in to get to the Netherlands here. That is 11 million tons. And you can see on the chart that that has come down uh, quite a lot since 2021 there when we last had the, the readings. So 11 million compared to 460 million. Even if we look within the EU then, so we've had the 11 million for context. We look at Belgium, that's nine. Germany, 34. Poland, 25. France, 36. I mean, these numbers are much, much higher than the Netherlands at 11 million. Even if we look at it based on per capita emissions as well, we can see that the Netherlands is right down here. It's very, very low. Some of the highest are uh, Australia, we have Mongolia and Belarus are some of the higher ones, Ireland as well, Uruguay, etc. So it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't matter which chart we look at, annual CO2 emissions we can look at here. Again, it's the same countries coming up over and over again that produce the most emissions, which by the way, I don't buy into all of this anyway. But this is the emissions here, the CO2. We have China, we have the USA, we have India. Now you look at China, 11.5 billion tons of CO2. Okay, now let's compare this to the Netherlands, 141 million tons. I mean, it is a drop in the ocean. Same with Belgium, just next door those two combined 250 million tons, you're comparing 250 million to 11.5 billion there and 2.7 billion in India. Even Russia, 1.76 billion. The USA, 5 billion tons. It just doesn't make sense. And that's why I'm very skeptical of this whole thing. So overall then, I haven't changed my mind. I haven't changed my viewpoint on any of this. I still think that this is a land grab. You look at the data, you look at everything, you look at the money involved. It just doesn't make any sense to buy out 3,000 farms, paying 120% of the value, giving them the voluntary option because they want to help to make farms more efficient. But then they put these rules in place that say, as a farmer, you can't start any other farm any of the livestock farms, sorry, let me correct that, anywhere else in the Netherlands or the European Union in general. Yet they say they want more farming to take place. They just want it to be more efficient. Well, if that's the case, why wouldn't they let them with that money, that extra money, create a more efficient farm elsewhere? See, it doesn't make sense. I, I still think it's all about this tri-state city. That is what I'm convinced by. That is what this is all about. Not to mention the fact that the Dutch economy relies heavily on all the exports of agriculture. So what is going to happen then when there is no longer this large 
production within GDP of agriculture, the economy is going to struggle. So not good news again today coming out of the Eurozone. But thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate you here as a subscriber. Just a reminder about my finance course below in the description. The discount price is ending very shortly. Other than that, thank you for watching. Take care. God bless. I'll see you tomorrow for the walk and talk. See you then.